Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. I've uh, named this sermon, uh, I Want You to Know What I Know. And, be, and it came to me this morning because I had another title for this sermon. Uh, I, just, I just wanted to let you, to talk to you about how I became a Christian. Uh, many years ago, I was a little child, and uh, I did go to church with, with my parents. And um, we drove all the way to Oakland, and um, I learned about God. I didn't really know, learn about Jesus, but um, I remember n- knowing that there was some, some spirit or something above me that, you know, was, had a power over me or something. I don't know how to explain it, but as a child, uh, when I watched The Three Stooges, before The Three Stooges came on, before the credits and all that, uh, there was this statue, and it had all these rays of sunshine and I used to look at it and think oh that must be God because it was so bright you know and powerful and uh, that was one of my first realizations that there is a God I mean even though that that wasn't a God because that was like a little Columbia statue but um, I just knew there was there was a God because well I was learning about him in our church and um, and so then I started growing up and, um, you know, like a little 10-year-old. And I remember one time I found a quarter, and I, I always believed it was a gift from God. And I felt really lucky. And uh, so then going on, I just kept uh, uh, believing in God until I became a teenager. And when I became a teenager, I thought I knew everything. And um, I just went away from God because there was a lot of rules and I thought you know I just didn't believe in God and why would God put all these rules on us you know and and so I call those those years my wonder years because it's a wonder I'm still alive because I really went astray I was you know like the prodigal son you all know the the story of the prodigal son right and um, I did want to put it up on the up there um, just one part of it about when, well, the story is about it. There's a man who has two sons, and the oldest son decided to stay home with the, the, with the father and just stay with his father and work, and the other son wanted to get his inheritance right, up, right then. So he took off, and he spent all his money, and uh, did I put that, did I ask for that scripture? Did I, was that one of the ones I mentioned? It was uh, Matthew, uh, Luke fifteen eleven. Sorry. So anyway, so uh, the story goes that he, the younger son went, and uh, he, was, he blew all his money, and he was having a good time. He just blew it on women, wine women in song, and he ran out of his money. And he had to go work for somebody, and he was actually feeding pigs. And he was looking at the pigs and thinking, boy, they're eating better than me. And he decided to himself, he said, you know, I'm going to go home. I'm going to ask my father's forgiveness, and I'm going to go home and see what happens. And in the, I don't know, oh, I guess I didn't, I'm sorry. I've had a rough week. I've had my grandchildren here, and I've been busy with them, and I'm trying, I was, 
I, ha I thought I had it all together, but I, but um, I just want to tell you about this part in the Bible. So if you could all look in your Bibles at Luke 15, verse 11, because I want to point out this thing to you about, I'm not going to read the whole chapter. So it's in the, the chapter, of the, uh, so it's Luke 15, and it starts in chapter 11 where I want, um, I'm sorry. So, so when he, after he was working with the pigs, feeding the pigs, he thought about going home. And so he went back to his father and he said to his father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But, God, uh, but the father quickly, you know, forgave him, and he, got, he had like this big feast made for him, and he gave him some nice clothes to wear. But the point I'm trying to make is that's what God does to us. We are the prodigal children, and we, we go away from God. And when we come back to our senses, he forgives us. And he loves us, and he's never going to stop loving us. And this is, this is one of the things I know for sure, because as a teenager, I, I went away from God, and, um, and, but I knew in my heart there is a God. There is a God who loves us, and he died on that cross for us. And I feel, I feel like I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at everybody, and I'm just getting kind of nervous. I had this all in my head, but... Um, but anyway, I just wanted to tell you that whatever we do, we can come back to God because he does forgive us because he loves us. And we are his friend, just like that song said. We are his friend. And, he, and sometimes I feel like he does run after us. Um, so anyway, back to uh, growing up. So in my teenage years, I didn't, uh, I didn't, believe in him. I didn't want anything to do with him because I just felt like there was all these rules and everything. And so I started working, I started driving a school bus. And there was this lady and she was, I always thought of her as kind of religious. And we had to drive together up to St. Helena every morning. And that was like about a half an hour drive. And every morning we'd get in the little staff car and, and she'd say, can we listen to Christian music? And I'd say, no, I don't want to listen to it. And um, so through the years driving the school bus, uh, I one day decided to watch that movie, the, the Passion of the Christ. And that movie brought me back to God because when I watched that movie, I realized, I said, I want to know who Jesus Christ is. So I got on this road to back on track with God. And I became like that lady. And, and, I, and I was always afraid of you know, being characterized as this religious person, like, you know, some freak or something, because I've seen some people act like freaks, you know, when they become a Christian, they walk around, they, they act like they're self-righteous or something, they're better than you, because they believe in God, and, and it's not, it, that's not what it is, it's not all about that, it's about a relationship with our Lord, and reading his word, and the more you read, and the more you learn about our beautiful God, he, lo he loves you. He wants the best for you. And whatever rules there are, they're not really rules. They're just a better way to live your life. You know, he wants you to live a good life, a clean life, and not, 
you know, have any problems. And we're, we're all going to have problems, no matter what. Even if you're the best Christian in the world, we're all going to have problems. But uh, it's much easier with God because you can talk to him. And when you have these problems, he walks you through them. And I don't know if you guys remember the, uh, the footprints in the sand. That little, it's an anonymous person. I don't know who wrote it. But it's about a man who had a dream one night, and he was walking in the, on the sand, and there was another set of p- footprints, and he was talking to the Lord, and he said, wow, look at this. When I was happy and joyful, uh, you're right there with me, and I got married, and I got, you know, had some children. You're right there with me. But look at this. When I was uh, going through cancer and having all these problems, there's only one set of footprints. You, you deserted me. And, and the Lord said to him, it w- I didn't desert you, my son. It was then that I carried you. And I remember that a long, from a long time ago, and that's one of my favorite little things that I have. But, um, but anyway, um, I just wanted to go over. So the name of my sermon was, I want you to know what I know. I know so many things, and I just can't convey them to you, all of them, because I want to. I want to tell you. And most of you know a lot of things about the Lord and, you know, your walk with the Lord. Uh, there's so many things to learn from God. And you just have to, you know, you have to give your life to the Lord in order to get these, these blessings that he, that he wants to give you. But it takes you to invite him into your heart. And you have to open your heart and say, Lord, I, I want more of you. So, you know, pick up your Bible. It, what does it take to read your Bible? It doesn't take that much. But the more you read and the more you learn about the Lord, he has so many promises for us, so many good things for us. And, you know, and he wants all of us to, to go to him and, you know, when we're lonely or whatever is going on in your life. So I had a few scriptures because they were just, I picked them out because they were like, my favorite scriptures, there's, there's a lot of them, but I just kind of picked out a few of them. Daniel chapter 3, um, that one, the book of da- that book, I did a Bible study many years ago with some ladies, and we just took the whole book of Daniel apart. And what hit me was in Daniel chapter 3, it was the uh, three of Daniel's friends, and they had their um, Babylonian names. And let's see. So chapter three, verse. So what happened in this story is um, three of Daniel's friends. They were named Shadrach. I don't have them with me. I I can't see where they are, but they were. Their names were changed by a king Nebuchadnezzar. Anyway, there was this rule that everybody had to bow down to the king, and um, there was these uh, other people that saw that Daniel and his friends didn't do what they were told to do. And so they got in trouble. And when they got in trouble, they were thrown into the fiery pit, and they were going to be burned. But they were thrown in the pit, and in verse 27, it says, I'm sorry, I'm just, oh, it's chapter 3, it's not chapter 8, I'm sorry, no wonder I couldn't find it. It's chapter 3, verse 8. 
I mean, uh, chapter 3, verse 27. So, so when their names were Shadrach, Mesach, and Abednego. When they came out of the fire, and the satraps, per, the perfects, the governors, and the royal advisors crowded around them, they saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. And I always thought to myself, wow, nothing. There was not even a singe on their eyebrows. There was no smell of fire on them because God was with them, because they believed in him. They, they loved the Lord, and they, they didn't do what the other people said to do. They were supposed to bow down to some other a king or another idol or something, but they only bowed down to, our, to God. And another favorite verse of mine is in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And that one is, I'll read it to you. Unless it's up there already. Oh, it's up. So it's, no temptation has overtaken you except for what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. And I love that because wherever you go in life, you know, we're going to, I mean, I've gotten in a lot of trouble, you know, when I was younger and did things, stupid things, but I survived and I, I give all the glory to God because God never left me. And there's uh, another one in Second Corinthians chapter 1, and I don't think I gave you the... Um, the scripture. Second Corinthians 1 verses 21 through 22. This one says, now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit on our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. And then I've got Jeremiah 33. Let's see. Verses 2 through 3. And this one says, This is what the Lord says, He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. And then, of course, I'm going to end with the last scripture, and it's Pastor Rick's favorite scripture, or one of them. And it comes out of Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. And it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. So what I just wanted to say was that I know so much, and I want to tell people, what I know about the Lord. Sometimes it doesn't come out right, like I, the way I want to say it, but we just got to continue to talk about the Lord and, you know, and praise him to unbelievers because they don't know about him. Because one day we're going to, we're all, this is all going to end and we're going to have to be, go to a judgment. And if we're all wrong about this Christian life, if we're all wrong, we really knew, lose nothing. But if we're right, the people who didn't believe, they're going to lose everything. 
And it's just, it's just scary because we love a lot of people who are unbelievers. And I want to thank you. All right, everyone. Can you give it up for Irene again? Irene, we're so thankful for you that you were able to come and speak what was on your heart. We appreciate those words. And I just want to close out with prayer so you all could bow your heads, close your eyes. Dear God, we come before you right now, and we thank you, Lord, for the words that Irene spoke over us. God, we just ask that you would help us to remember uh, the words in the scriptures as we go throughout our week, go to our job, and interact with other people. Um, we pray that you would continue to speak to us. Open up our eyes, Lord. Help us to, to receive your word and to share it with others. We thank you so much for all that you're doing. Continue to bless our week and our jobs and the relationships that we continue to form and make. We thank you for who you are and what you're doing. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody said amen, amen. Well, happy Sunday, everyone. You may be dismissed. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.